You're listening to Classroom Confessions with Katie Smith, a podcast where teachers share advice, encouragement, and the realities of today's classroom. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. Welcome to episode, I think we're on 11, because I skipped last week. I'll talk about that in a second. Um, But welcome. Today on Classroom Confessions, we are going to talk about kind of the realities of being a teacher, because it's been on my mind, and it's probably not the most fun of topics, but I don't think everybody realizes what being a teacher involves, and that's just what it is. I wasn't going to do a podcast today because I was tired, but I told myself I skipped last week, so here we are. Welcome, and let's just dive in. So really quickly, some updates. I moved, so sitting in my new apartment, so technically a new podcast studio. That's how we're going to look at it. Um, and everything's unpacked. Thank you to my dad's wife who helped with that. Uh, I just have to put everything away and like get situated. And I feel like that's almost the worst part of moving is that part. So I think that's what I'm going to be doing this weekend. Um, I want to jump right into my rose, thorn, and bud. So I'm going to start with my thorn. For those of you who haven't listened before, um, I do a rose every week. So the rose is something good that happened. The thorn is something bad that happened, and the bud is something that I'm looking forward to. So the thorn this week, I would say, was moving. For so many weeks, you guys heard me say, like, my bud was that I'm going to be moving, and I was so excited. And this week, the thorn has been moving. My apartment complex has not been the best at helping get everything situated, and it's just been a little bit frustrating. Um, And can't really handle a lot of business because I teach. The office isn't open all the time. They're not open before I go to work. Only like an hour when I get home from work. So it's just been a little bit complicated and I'm trying to be my best patient self. But yeah, I just don't. It, it's it been very frustrating. So um, that's my thorn. My rose, something good this week. My dad was in town, so that was awesome. Um, I was elected to be on the board of the Southern Nevada Council for Social Studies. So I'm going to be the vice president for middle school for our Southern Nevada History Social Studies board. So I was pretty excited about that. And I'm now on the task force for curriculum development for our district for social studies. We just changed our curriculum and that's like my passion. So I'm now on the task force for that. And I think those are some pretty good things that happen. And then my bud is this week I get to lead a workshop for business women on how to create more effective and engaging presentations. So essentially taking everything I've learned from being a teacher and applying it to the business world. And I think that's just really cool and really awesome. So I'm doing that Wednesday. I'll talk about that more on Friday, next Friday for you guys. So today's topic, the realities of being a teacher. So just to give you a little bit of background, I got my degree in history from the University of California, Irvine, and 
my focus was uh, World War II U.S. history, and I got a minor in political science, was a set, which was essentially a minor in conspiracy theories, because why not? Um, and I graduated in 2009 with my degree. I worked a year, so I was working at a swim school, um, and then I decided I wanted to go back to school um, to get my teaching credential, and that took me, I went back to school in 2010, got my teaching credential in 2013 from um, Cal State Long Beach, which is the best teacher preparation program in my area where I was living. Shout out to Linda Melbreck, holler. Um, love her. She was my mentor. So yeah, it was just a great experience. Student taught in Long Beach and then moved to Vegas, got a teaching job, taught for a year and then decided to go back to school to get my master's because the way, so, okay, I'll get there in a second. Went back to school to get my master's, was going for it in social studies education But the program was pretty much going to be online and self-led. And I didn't feel like that was appropriate for a master's program. So I switched to multicultural education, got my master's in multicultural education. That's three years. So if anybody's doing the math, that is 10 years of school. Um, So in order to put myself through school, I had to take out student loans. And that was the only way I could do it. That was the only way that my family could afford schooling for me at the time. And so that's what I did. And so that's 10 years of school that I had to pay for, take out loans for. And um, the way teaching traditionally works is you get paid for years of experience and education. So based on your degree level, you get placed on a pay scale. So I started teaching in 2013. I was at a charter school in Las Vegas, and I wanted to move up the pay scale. So the only way at that time to move up the pay scale was to get my master's. So I went back to school to get my master's, and I did. I graduated in May of 2017 with my master's. My school closed down in June of 2017. So they were unable to move me on their pay scale to what I should be earning as a teacher with a master's. I tried to stay on with the school that came in and took over, but I was butting heads with the principal. And so I applied to our local school district. So the local school district hired me in June of 2017. So I got my master's in May. Got hired in June. When they were placing me on the pay, on the salary schedule for my current job, they matched what I was making at my old school. So they did not take into account my master's. So they put me on the pay scale at the equivalent of someone who had been teaching um, five years with a bachelor's degree. Um, I contacted the district, contacted our union and said, is there any way that I can get credit for my master's? And they said there was no way because my old school didn't recognize it. They would not give me the pay, the, they would not give me the credit for it. 
the thing is, is that the charter school I was working at was sponsored by this school district I went to work for. And they still said there was no way they would honor my master's. So I took the pay because I needed out of the position with the new school because I was not going to make it. I knew I was not going to make it. So took the pay as a fifth year teacher with a bachelor's. My pay has been frozen for two years. And so I've been making the same as a teacher, the bachelor's for five year teacher with the bachelor's. Um, we recently got a step increase. So now I will be getting paid as a sixth year teacher with the bachelor's, the equivalent of, even though I, I should be getting paid as a seventh year teacher with the master's. And for those of you who don't really understand how this works, that's a $5,000 difference. Um, so I have been supporting myself for four years on the same salary. Cost of living increases. I just took everything into account. Student loan increase it, increased in payments. You know, just cutting everything I can. And... I'm in a position to potentially become a national board certified teacher, which means I can go anywhere and teach. The problem is, is that I have to pay two grand more to get my certification. And that in paying that two grand on top of the two grand I've already paid for the first half of the certification is I still might not be guaranteed that column advancement that I should have earned with my master's. I'm guaranteed a 5% raise by the state. And that's it. And so I don't even know what the point of this is except to explain to people who aren't teachers like what the reality of our financial situation is. Because in the media, you hear all of these things about teachers get paid too much, we only work um, nine months out of the year. So let me dispel that myth. I work 10 months out of the year. My salary is based on 10 months, but it's spread out over the whole year. So my salary is based on the 10 month work, but it's based, but it's spread out over the whole year. And I work on the weekends. I work when I get home. I show up early. I stay late. I go to school events. I volunteer. I'm on committees, I teach PD at school, I do all of the things that you're supposed to do, and I am not compensated for it, and I am right now in my life struggling with, do I continue teaching for 26 more years, 24 more years, um, or do I make a career change because I cannot financially survive on this salary and it hurts my heart because I feel like I'm really awesome at my job. I feel like I'm a kick-ass teacher and... I just can't 
it's not financially smart for me to stay in this profession in this state. So whether that's moving to another state and getting compensated fairly or leaving the profession altogether, that's a struggle. And that's why we don't have teachers. And that's why people leave the profession because they can't financially support themselves. They can't put up with the emotional stress. They can't put up with the mental stress. They can't put up with the physical stress. Um, I think teaching has to be one of the only jobs where people come in and ask for a conference with you to tell you that you don't know what you're doing because their kid is failing. And I don't know any other job where someone comes into your office, a client comes into your office and tells you, you don't know what you're doing. I can't name one. And there's a statistic out there that teachers make more minute-by-minute decisions than brain surgeons or than general surgeons. I can't remember which one. Because we are figuring out how to deal with the child talking back to us, deal with how our lesson's going, modify our lesson to meet the needs of the kids, make sure that the SPED student's getting what they need, make sure everybody's on the same page, doing the same reading, getting the same information out, answering the same questions, staying on task, not getting in fights, getting pencils, answering the questions, going to the bathroom, doing all the things. And I just don't think that general public understands our struggle and it's been weighing heavy on me because our district just went through a contract negotiation which we won so I do get a raise which is nice but it's a drop in the bucket to what should what I should be compensated for so it's a struggle I'm not saying teaching's easy every day. I'm not saying that I don't love my job because I do. But the realities of life are starting to set in. And as a 32-year-old person, I feel like I need to start making better financial and economic decisions for myself. So it is what it is. And that's what teaching is. And that's where I am in my life. And Like I said, I don't know. I just need to get it off my chest because it's been weighing heavy on me and I've been super stressed out. And that's just the reality of teaching. These are the realities that teachers deal with. And it's not just me. There are plenty of other teachers who are in my situation or who are in a similar situation where they're not being compensated for what they were promised. And it's just really, 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 really tough. So sorry for being such a downer this week, but those are the realities of teaching. So, um, I found this quote. Maybe I should, you know, listen to my own advice. But this quote is from C.S. Lewis. It says, you are never too old to set another goal or to dream a new dream. So, teachers, listeners, there you have it for this week. I want to remind you, and I guess myself this week, because it's been a week, that you are alive, you are kind, you are patient, you are wonderful, You are fearless. You are important. You can teach anything. You can be anything. And you can change the world. You're doing the damn thing. You've made it another week. Bye, y'all.